Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. I am so thrilled to be here with Joel Brzezinski on Growing in Grace and me even more excited that you're listening. And uh, we're just uh, going to move forward here with the good news of God's grace as we do every week and have been doing it for going on 10 years now. And uh, very exciting. Growingingrace.org. I'm not sure how you found us, but you'll find past programs there. How you doing, Joel? Hey, doing good. I'm thrilled, too. And yeah, this is actually podcast number 450. Uh, mm. In a sense, that's a milestone. I mean, a lot of times the hundreds are milestones. But 450, 450 podcasts in in the time that we've been doing this. And uh, as you say, it's we're all about sharing the good news. We're wanting people to feel refreshed and to know God. I mean, Paul, when he was doing his writings, the main thing that he wanted to communicate with people, now he communicated a lot of different things, he wanted people to know Christ and him crucified and the simplicity uh, of life in Christ and all of that stuff. And it's all good news. And so when we're uh, recording our podcasts here, that's what we've got in mind, helping to build each other up in God's good news. Well, and speaking of good news, uh, the Gospel of John, the good news of John is another way to put it. Chapter 1, the law came through Moses, but grace and truth, I'm not sure if but is in there, but I threw it in there because that's what legalists do, and I wanted to see what it felt like. Uh, <laughs> but, the word but, but grace, grace but. thrown around, yes, yeah, yeah, you I believe grace, in grace, but. But, um, <laughs> uh, but we need to do this. But, okay, so... The law came through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. There's a contrast here. Um, I don't want to call it a conflict, but a contrast between the law that came through Moses and grace and truth that came through Jesus Christ. Because uh, grace and truth was not experienced through those who were under that law that, that came through Moses. It was experienced, or we, we, became, uh, we, we came to experience it through the person of, of Jesus Christ. We can't have grace apart from Jesus Christ. He, he, is, he is grace, and that's why under the Old Covenant, uh, even though there were, to me, they were like copies and shadows of grace, but they weren't really the, the kind of grace that we have under the New Covenant because they, they hadn't experienced that. They hadn't experienced Jesus and, and the, the victory that, that he brought to us. So we've got this contrast, and something that we touched on last week, Joel, in, in Romans 1, uh, when we were talking about the, the gospel and what was revealed in the gospel was the righteousness of God, and it was revealed in us. But there was also something else after that in Romans 1, 16 and 17, the righteousness of God was revealed. And then after that, Paul wrote about something saying that the wrath of God had been revealed and, and went on to talk about that. So there's the contrast. The wrath of God under an old covenant law, uh, a system, of, a burdensome system that, that nobody could live up to, and then grace and truth and righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's a big, big contrast. And Paul actually spends two chapters after he, like you said, in Romans 1, 16 and 17, talking about the gospel that revealed God's righteousness apart from the law. 
He then goes on from Romans one eighteen to uh, Romans three twenty. So it's you know two chapters there talking about the bad news. You know contrasting the good news with the bad news, and then he gets back on to talking about the good news of the fact that uh, people are justified by God's grace through faith, not through any works that they've done, and not through the law. And that is a huge contrast that needs to be made, because even in the life of a Christian, the, the thing is, is that in Christ, once we're in Christ, the whole ministry of the law has already been accomplished. We've been made righteous. The law declared a lot of things that weren't good. And I'll, I've got a list of some things here that I just brought up here on my computer, and I'll mention those in just a little bit here. But uh, the law was bad news, and the the grace of God and the blood that Jesus Christ shed was good news for us because that is what brought us what we really needed, the righteousness of God. That's something that the law, as good and just and holy as it was, could not give us. We could not be made righteous through the law. And as Christians, as believers, we still can't be made righteous through the law. (laughs) The law has no place in our life because we've already been made righteous. We've already received everything that we need in the person of Jesus Christ. And it's, it's not through the law. It's not through our trying to keep the law. It's not through meditating on the law. It's not through studying the law. It's not through trying to keep the law. None of those things work because the law had uh, a ministry of death and condemnation um, and a few other things. And Jesus Christ himself is the one who did away with that and gave us the gift of righteousness. Yes, the gift of righteousness, and and that's really the key because you you've still got a lot of people out there who who think that God has now empowered us to be able to live out the law. And if 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 we're back in that place, then you, you, let, let's put it this way: the, the old the old covenant had a guarantee, and it was failure. <laughs> exactly. It was it was falling short. The new covenant has a guarantee, and it's the person of Jesus Christ. So which one do we want to walk through? Which one do we, we want to abide in? Um, if, if we're back under thinking that we are meant to somehow live out the commandments of the law, then we're back under a guarantee of failure, frustration, and ultimately condemnation and, and a bunch of other stuff that... God really doesn't want you to have to experience anymore. Yeah, and and I think that goes to show that I think that in the church today, we don't really understand the law. We don't really understand the purpose of the law, the reason the law was given. We, and, and I understand why, I mean, we look at God's law, and we think it says to do this, and that's a good thing. It says to do that, and that's a good thing. Don't do that, because that's a bad thing. And we think, yeah, that well, you know, it's good, it's full of good things, and it's, and it's trying to keep us from doing bad things. And so we think that the purpose of the law was to try to get us to do good, and to help us to do good, and to help us to avoid evil. But really, as you were saying, Cap, if, you, if a person is under that ministry, the ministry of the law, they're guaranteed failure. Because here, and uh, I will, um, when, I, when we post this on the website, growingingrace.org, I will um, put this list on here. But here is the fruit and the ministry of the law. This is what happens under the law. Um, it made people guilty, Romans 3.19. It condemned, 
2 Corinthians 3.9. It imputed sin to man. Romans 5.13. That means it put sin on man's account. Through, sin, uh, through the law, sin abounded. Romans 5.20. Through the law, it brought death. Romans 7, 9 through 11. The law was against us and contrary to us. Colossians 2, 14. And it was enmity with us. Ephesians 2, 15. That is the reason the law was given. That's the purpose of the law. And so when we look at the law and we think, well, I need the law in my life as a Christian, we're missing the point. <laughs> we're, we're missing the fact that all of that was taken care of through the person of Jesus Christ. And if we try to bring that law back into our lives in Christ, we're, we're trying to marry righteousness, the, the, the real righteousness of God, which came as a gift in the person of Jesus Christ, with the very thing that made sin abound and that made and that made us guilty and that condemned us you can't put those two things together and have good things result <laughs> you got to have one or the other romans 7 said that the uh, the law had to be taken out of the way in order for us to be married to christ and to bear fruit to god so in order to bear fruit to god according to romans 7 the law has got to be taken out of the way yeah and you know there are people who get married uh, and I, you know, hopefully, I think most people would agree that they're getting married for love. At least in our culture, uh, you get married for love. But you you get a marriage license where we live in this country. Uh, you get a license to marry to make it all legal and binding and all that stuff. But it's it's because of love that you're getting married. It's it's not because of the the license. Um, you know, if, if you're if you're loving somebody now because the law says you're supposed to love them because you got a license to do it, then, then that's that's not love. That's 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 just law. I mean, there's there's no love in the marriage, and and so to me, you know, like people say, I you know, you, you, it's grace stuff. You're giving people a license to sin. <laughs> well, look, uh, grace doesn't license people to sin any more than the law gives us a license to love. You know, people would go up to Jesus and Good say, point. well, hey, what do I have to do to inherit eternal life? And, and Jesus would say, well, let's see, there's 613, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, uh, there's about 613 laws. Let me give you one. If you can keep this one, then you'll have life. You know, what's that one? Well, treat everybody like you want to be treated. Try that one. They, they can't even keep that one. <laughs> You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. we, we can't even love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, and soul. The, the most important, uh, in which all the other commandments are wrapped up with into that one law. We couldn't even keep that one. So, yeah, that, that's not what, we're, we're not called to try to fulfill the law. We're, otherwise, we're back to doing something that's already been done for us, because because Jesus fulfilled that law. That's right. Yep, there was a purpose for the law. And, and the law is good and just and holy. See, we're not putting down the law. We're, we're holding right. up the law in the, the very, in the proper place that God put the law. He put the law for those reasons that I mentioned a little bit ago. Um, and the reason for that was to lead us to Christ. You know, Galatians talks about how the law was put in place. And it was, uh, it was put in place as a tutor, as a, as a schoolmaster. And the schoolmaster's job was to lead the child to school. And then once there, let's go the child's hand. And then the, the child is there and is out of the schoolmaster's care. Um, and that's what the, the tutor of the law did. It brought us to Christ. And once we're in Christ, we're out from under the law. And in fact, um, 
I, I mentioned some of the purposes for the law. Well, here's a, a short list of some things then that happened with the law because of uh, you know what the law had done was it ministered this guilt, death, condemnation, sin abounded, and all that. So what happened? What did God do with all this? Well, the law, according to Colossians 2.14, was wiped out, taken out of the way, and nailed to the cross. Ephesians 2.15 says the law was abolished. Ephesians 2.16 says it was put to death. Hebrews 7.18 says it was annulled. And Hebrews 8.13 says it was made obsolete. You see, again, the law's job had been completed. It had been done. It had a job. It did its job. It was, quote, added because of transgressions till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. That, of course, was Jesus Christ. And so it had done its job, led us to faith. Now that we're in faith, goodbye to the law. You can wave goodbye because now you have everything that you need in Christ Jesus for life and godliness. As we wrap up the program today, uh, I'll just mention something else in Galatians 3 as Joel was just referring to the law becoming our tutor. Uh, the law is not contrary to the promises of God, but it was not able to impart life. If, if a law had been given which was able to impart life, to us, then righteousness indeed would have been based on the law. But the law, even though it was holy, righteous, and good, it could not provide us with what we needed. And that's why we needed Christ uh, as our Savior to, to get the job done for us. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.